All right, guys, welcome back. It's a very special episode of the New Blood Rising podcast, as it is finally, after all the damn teases on social media and on every episode, it's finally here. It's the best of luck spot Hall of Fame. As you can see, we didn't uh, we didn't really get a WWE Hall of Fame uh, this year. Thank you, COVID-19. So we're going to forge ahead anyway, though. And it's also special because it's the mark this episode marks. Uh, it does. It's the five-year anniversary of the podcast. Maybe not specifically date-wise, but it does. I'm William Rankin, joined by Jason Kiesler. Hey, everyone. I'm out of the mothballs. And Charlie Stabile. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, best of luck spot Hall of Fame. If you are new to the, the pod and you don't know what best of luck spot is, many, many years ago, while Charlie and I were watching a Monday Night Raw, a SmackDown, something WWE related, we jokingly called like some egregious spot, which I think we keep telling, keep saying ourselves, it's when Daniel Bryan dove through the ropes at Chris Jericho <laughs> on that. And ne- was it called? It was it was the NXT show, right? Right. And yeah, uh, we were like, well, best of luck to you. <laughs> Yeah, that could also almost fall into the not taking it because I believe Jericho sidestepped him. Yeah. And uh, and Daniel Bryan just, like, killed his back on that table. It was awful. But, like, we began to think about, like, occasionally in wrestling, there are these spots where, you know, maybe it, maybe there was a loose conversation about what's going to happen, but one guy basically looks at the other and like, well, best of luck to you. <laughs> and whatever happens, happens for better or a lot of times for worse. So... Over the years doing the pod, like we kind of just kept bringing this up more and more. And then finally, it was just sort of like, you know, we should kind of do something with this. I mean, hey, what does the OSW do? The what bar thing? You know, well, we've got this, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, welcome. So enjoy. So what we're going to be doing is we, you've seen it on on social media, on both the Twitter and Facebook. We put out polls. We wanted you all to get involved. And we there were nominees with hashtag uh, best luck spot Hall of Fame, best of luck spot, all this stuff. And. You know, we uh, we've got five we've got five fan entries based on your votes that are going to go in, and then we've got some other awards. Uh, most of which, if you listen to last year's episode, that you will be familiar with, and we'll be tackling those. So, what do you say, guys? You guys ready to do this? I'm very excited. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm glad you are. I mean, I, I am. I mean, it's like five years. This shit's still going. And uh, with no with no end in sight. And plus, it's great to have like the amount of content we've been able to put out in the last month. I'm really proud of um, considering our hiatus. And this is five years. You guys did a great job of putting out content in the last month while I did not. Awesome. (laughs) But (laughs) here's the one thing before we jump into to this. So it's been five years for us. So let's think about. Just for a second, here's what uh, what happened over the last five years. Will had three kids. There were no kids when this started. There are three kids. I got a degree. And, Charlie, you moved. So we, moved. there's a lot of changes. Huh? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you moved. Yeah. A lot of family members <laughs> died. Yeah. That's right. So. Yeah, I, I was just trying to <laughs> not point those back. <laughs> yeah, we'll only, a lot of people we'll save that for the special edition. Yeah. <laughs> new, new blood pod pocket funeral recording. So I didn't, you know, when we outlined this, you know, we were going to, 
mostly off of best. We can do this stuff now. It's great. The, uh, you know, five, think about five years. Like what I always, what's occasionally fun to do is I'll go listen to the preview episode, <laughs> the eight minute preview where I, I, I think I used the NWO 2000 music or maybe, no, 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 no. It was the night. It was the new nitro music that they came out with in 2000. Oh, and it, that wasn't even music. No, it was, it was, <laughs> it was bad. It was very bad. And I remember like the, cause our whole thing, which was really cool. Cause we started about a year into the WWE network. So everybody was just, just ravaging through the archives to figure out like, what's your niche going to be? Well, then you had the attitude era podcast. They obviously the attitude era, that's where they're at. And they, and to be fair, they were kind of, I think they got started before the network, but still like, you know, when the network came around, then you had people doing, well, we're going to go do the invasion. We're going to go do ruthless aggression. And I remember how skeptical kind of where I was like, why don't we do WCW? But the bad years, like 99 to the end, I was like, okay. And it was, you know, we've, we said it, I think on the hundredth episode and, uh, or, and that, um, you guys didn't even know each other when we sat down for the first pod. I was like, how are you? All right, let's record. <laughs> That's true. And those episodes, too, are so funny. I don't like, you know, normally when anytime people look back, whether you hear actors do it, you hear whatever. And they're like, oh, they're so hard to listen to. It's like, no, they're just different. It was just a different time. It was fun. It was still fun. It was just different. Like, if sure. you listen to how we did them, like, I mean rating the way we would rate matches even the way we would go about talking about matches i remember that first match i swear it was rick steiner versus um no it wasn't the first one the first one i think was lash larue versus jesus i forget who i forget lash whether cruiser weight jesus? jesus would have been better jesus <laughs> that, would have been yeah. better it would, come up. <laughs> but i remember like i remember like writing down every move and i by the end of the episode i was like i don't know if i like doing this this is kind of boring i'm not watching the show i'm just kind of dictating like i'm a like, you know i'm a court reporter you know and i was like this doesn't work and i'm glad we figured it, it kind of we just figured it out as we went which was fun but you know i think the best part has been stuff like all right this ties into over the weekend it ties into stuff with we did like with the undertaker that's been the most fun bits like that you know yeah all right. Well, good. I'm glad we're all feeling it. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 felt, I, I thought you were going to continue. I, I'm just yeah, going to go I, fuck I, myself. I all think, right. Yeah. <laughs> Happy five years, dickheads. <laughs> and I think it was awesome that, I mean, like, even necessarily without us prodding, but there are a lot of people like text, like, that watched that graveyard match and that version of The Undertaker and were like, you guys did it. <laughs> like, so. That, I, you know, Jason, I was telling Charlie that when we talked about the match and he crushed my heart that he Here didn't it love it as much as me. Here it comes. It's okay. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But no, no. What was the best part was people reaching out and saying, like, they, they were thinking of us or they were joking about, like, that should have been a hey swagger moment and stuff. And and that was really cool because I felt like I don't even know. Do you, was it WrestleMania 31? We were like, all right, he's going to come back as the biker because, you know, Brock killed him. So that'll oh, be yeah. cool. And we've kind of been waiting for it and waiting for it. Well, and then it just finally happened. Well, they teased it technically like almost three times since we started the show. So there was 31 and then there was the mania after uh, <clears throat> he lost to Roman Reigns. 
because we everyone was like, well, he left his clothes in the ring. <laughs> and right. in, in in wrestling logic, he only have one pair of clothes. So he, <laughs> so he must be coming back as biker taker. And then the final time was when we all three went to see Survivor Series. Yes. We thought it was a possibility. Uh, right. I don't remember why, but definitely thought well, it was a possibility that he'd bring it back. Remember, like, Bray had, like, taken his soul or something? He had done oh, something like that? He took all his power. Bray took all of his... Bray took all of Taker's superpowers. Like, he took the druid, he took the lightning and all that stuff. And, and just to go back, Charlie, just where you're talking about Taker Lee, the way you put it, he left his clothes in the ring. So you're sitting there all emotional. He leaves his hat and his jacket. You're like, my God, it's going to take her. He's done. And then he takes his shirt off. You're like, all right. And he, he starts pulling down his pants. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> you wanted this, Alan. Now. Walk, you wanted this, Alan. Walks up that long-ass ramp, butt naked, just goes, I'm done, Vince. I'm fucking done. <laughs> I'll tell you, my favorite part of that Boneyard match is when the very beginning, when AJ's taunting him, he's like, yeah, man, I'm here. Michelle, no, you're out here? Yep. <laughs> yeah, are you talking about when they're walking towards each other? Yes. Like, oh God, it is it is such great Undertaker cheese. <laughs> Just, yep, yep, I'm here. Call me an old man. The, the part Call where me. he looked at, I was so hoping, I was so hoping after he murdered Al Gallows and Anderson and then threw AJ onto on, onto that crooked pile of dirt, which probably hurt a lot, you know, would hurt a lot worse than a flat Earth landing. And he's like. You remember my wife's name? I was hoping AJ would have been like, bitch. Her name is bitch. And then if he like, said Sarah, that would have been. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Here's, here's a theory I want to put out there. You know who, like, you know, so this didn't happen in an arena. So how did those cameras get that? Everyone knows it was all creepy DDP going, ooh, I want to see how someone gets it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to shout out to I think wrestling memes. They posted it. I don't know who did it, but that Buffy intro recut with the Boneyard match is fucking amazing. <laughs> I've not seen it that. Amazing. <laughs> I was really done, close to doing the Rescue Me theme, but I was like, nobody's going to oh, get this, and nobody's going to care. I would get it. I would have <laughs> got I, I appreciate that, it. <laughs> that would have been cool. But That would be a lot how, of effort. How, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to please me, let's be honest. But uh, there's uh, The Undertaker coming out to that Metallica song. Oh, uh, yeah. That was such a great choice uh, from their last album. It just fit them. And it Do wasn't you think a song WWE just like, bought the album? Do you think they just no, bought it? No, Have they, they used any other songs yeah, from that album? Did you see, did you watch any of Raw last night? No. Oh, that's a negative, oh. Ghost Rider. I got home so i fast forwarded i was just like ah you know hope to god they don't do anybody's debut because that would be dumb um but so they you paid 70 bucks to watch both nights of it don't worry we're going to show you both nights of it on free tv um just kind of cut and edited so they did a an edited version of the boneyard match and it played some generic background music from the video games instead of the metallica so well, they the have good thing is right. it's still on the network, and I because I watched it again yesterday. I okay. did watch it yesterday, and I think maybe it was before Raw, so I don't know if something happened after Raw aired or whatever. But I think it's still on there, and I also downloaded the video off Metallica posted the entrance. Cool. And I ripped oh, it, yeah. so I could always have it, <laughs> which was really That's cool. That's great. But yeah, they have used other tracks from that album. 
I think, for pay-per-views um, or something. They have. I think they used Atlas Rise. I think That's they it. used that song. Yeah. I remember that for a pay-per-view. Because yeah, yeah. Metallica music just fits WWE. Like, uh And sometimes you forget like what they do. Like There's a couple of retards in the comment sections like, wow, he should have just used for whom the bell tolls. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, like you know, like how Triple H used like it. Like how Mania. Triple H used it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's cute. Uh, I mean, uh, that was a cool choice because now I guarantee you that song got such a boost on iTunes. Oh, I'm sure it did. Yeah, yeah. that's a... It's a cool pick. I, you know, I, I went back and what I love is like, it's a seven minute song. It takes like two minutes before a uh, classic Metallica. It takes two minutes before <laughs> anything happens. <laughs> Hetfield's got to finish his, his like three or four shots. You know, before he, <laughs> yep. that's terrible. I'm sorry. No, but that, it, that was what really made that match fun. As fun as the match was to watch people just like hey new blood you guys did that that's cool that really makes all this worthwhile is that that was really fun well another thing i thought of was it's been so long since we've seen that gimmick it's totally possible that you know god forbid but we might have listeners who have actually never seen that incarnation of the undertaker as it's going on you know like 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 maybe they saw it like on the wwe network or something but it's like it's totally different like when he's actually doing it well, you make a good point because they've also gone out of their way to act like it never happened. That's so weird to me, too. Yeah, because that's what made me think it was never coming back. Because apparently Vince doesn't think it's good shit. And it's, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't part of his entrance at the Survivor Series we went to. None of the pictures. They had a were, picture. Yeah. I thought they had a yeah, picture. They did. I thought they it did. was. Oh, yeah. You, I thought it was. It is because I was going to ask you guys if you have a favorite episode, and I I I think that has become my favorite episode of our pod because it's. We thought we were going to die. Yeah, well, is it being in the car. We were in the car, and how often do you get to sit in the car with your friends and just bullshit? And we're actually going to record it and then post it, but then recording us in the arena as we're watching the show, you know that most of the time people just talk about the show afterwards, like to have a recording while it's going on. And if you listen, you hear us mark out particularly in Undertaker's entrance, it's because on the, whatever those two screens are on the side, they're not, I don't know what you want to call them, but on the entranceway of Survivor Series, they had those two banner screens that were just portrait style, and they would flash those different incarnations, yes. and then they got to they got to the American Badass, and we just, we we hollered. It was good. <laughs> Is that Mark? I don't remember. I don't remember that. I remember, I thought there was something, was it that they didn't do both versions? They just did one? Then there was something where like, why didn't they show something? It's been a long time. It's been a long five years. <laughs> this has been a long week. But well, still, um, like, yeah. there was something. I don't think they showed 2000 Undertaker, like, with the no. blue denim. No. Whatever. I they just know. showed, I think, Jason, what, if this may be what you're talking about. They only showed one version because we know there was there was the American Badass and there was Booger the Red, Big, Big Booger Evil. Red. Yeah. Yeah. Big Evil. <laughs> That's right. But do you guys have a favorite oh, episode? I'm just curious. Do you guys, do you guys have one? The clip show. <laughs> the greatest hits album. Yeah. There you go. That's not a real. I, I think uh, it was. There's a part that sticks out for me was when we did the WrestleMania 18 and we got to the Booger Red Ric Flair. I think it was just because it was. 
that one being Flair, being we're going to get a a long, you know, that version of Undertaker match. Talk like all our jokes, and it was a lot of build up plus the fun bloods on your hands, all that fun shit. Yeah, yeah. I I remember that segment being just like of, of a lot of the dumb shit we've done. The the Price Is Right woo that we kept killing in one episode. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just hard to it, it's hard to pick. An episode. That yeah, was a I good can... one. That was a. I do remember eighteen. That was fun. Yeah. I remember. I remember that was on a Sunday morning. We came over. We're doing the living room. I had such a headache afterwards because I was laughing so hard. So I do remember that. That happened only a few times, but I do remember that was a lot of fun. I don't know if I have a favorite, but there are definitely ones that stick out. Like I remember Nitro reboot was an absolute blast uh to go through that because it's one of the greatest shows oh yeah there's no structure to it whatsoever uh that one sticks out uh undertaker wrestlemania 25 to 28 or 29 that like that no 28 it was the it was the sean matches and the triple h i remember that episode was like I was so excited to do that episode because, I mean, it was just not like classic match after classic match. And believe it or not, I've actually listened to this a couple of times. I'm a huge fan of our review of Ready to Rumble. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. We we do a great takedown of that movie, uh, I think, Um, in terms of and we've reviewed other movies and, you know, they're fine. But there's something about the Ready to Rumble episode that I think is really cool. Like it just. I think we covered it as best as we possibly could. The master marketer, Charlie Stabile. Look at that. He's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How dare you listen to it now? I've got $20,000 <laughs> in debt to be the master marketer, Charlie. <laughs> Wrap that shit up. Like, I remember Jason making fun of me because I was, this was before I was collecting movies digitally. So I was like scouring the used DVD stores looking for the DVD for Ready to Rumble. <laughs> and, Jason's like Matt said. You said something like I like I had like a theme song and I was just you know just trying to you know talk to somebody. You got any ready to rumble in there? Yeah. <laughs> just, I get the hell out of my store, cool. sir. <laughs> what is the, so? With, with also, I love not one thing that sticks out to me more than I mean our episodes are great. I just now I do know. I mean like I'm not trying to compare myself to actors, but <laughs> just like actors. It's hard to sit there and go, hey, remember that time you did this? It's like, because I've done so many. And so it's a lot. But our our dumbass characters that we come up with on the fly, due to either joke or misspeaks, Ultima Warrior, my God. <laughs> yeah. Ultima Warrior, Buff <laughs> Bagel, all the, the punch yeah. and... Just how it, those things, like, that's, what, that's why I like our... We are a wrestling podcast, and I'm not trying to throw shade at any other podcast, but I don't feel like our opinions, we consider them precious. We're just trying to have a good time and be and bullshit. We're not trying to go like, what's, I mean, we give it a rank because we're trying to, but, but you know, the the concept of, oh, well, I'm going to grade this F. Like, fuck you. That's what F means. Fuck you. Oh, boy. Right? It did that. But so having the dumb shit that we have, and and dealing with it and having a you know coming out like that like uh, those things forever 
I mean, even that people would hope to God never get the light of day as some of our texts with some of the stuff we say to each other about whether or not ready to rumble is a kid's move. <laughs> not ready to rumble, excuse me. No holds barred. <laughs> no holds barred. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. But uh like kind of thing. So but I'm saying yeah, Olaf Rose Nylon. Yes. See, <laughs> yeah, that's one of your old bits. See, and maybe that's what kicked us off when we recasted what was it, Hell in a Cell, King of the Ring ninety eight with Golden Girls. And I remember I very much remember we did that only because and you photoshopped like rose as mankind and all you did was put the the worse you do it the funnier it is like you like all you did was put the mask on her <laughs> and i remember yeah, we that... choke slammed uh, i think dorothy no i don't remember who terry funk was but we got a good laugh out of that was it um, sophia was it so? I mean, it could have been. Uh, what, what was Dorothy's husband's name? Stan uh, Stanley. Sta- Sta- Stanley. Yeah, yeah. It could have been Stanley. But like, there's tons of little things too. Like, um, I was just telling somebody about this the other day. Like, one of our great in jokes is the Shane Douglas Gary thing uh, from Target. But one of my proudest things is not only did one of our listeners get Shane Douglas to talk about our podcast like in a microphone, but thank God Shane Douglas got the name wrong. And it just makes it even funnier. The what stable did he, he was in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the stable he was in. He, was a, he called it the New World Rise. Yeah, and, and we were just like rise. perfect. Was, and what was cool is that there's a Twitter account called like Perfectly Cut Screams, which is hilarious. And the the video that we got sent, Shane Douglas is doing one of his classic <laughs>, laughs, and it cuts mid laugh, and I love it because it's like, nope, I ain't got time for this, Shane. Why don't you pull out a tiny, why don't you pull out a quarter inch gold chain and knock someone out with it, for God's sake. <laughs> I, I, the one that you brought up recently, Charlie, New Jackson. That one. <laughs> that one. I, need, I need the old New Jack. <laughs> Hit me with a PlayStation 1, damn it. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm pretty proud of based on. Oh, sorry. I'll just I'll wrap that up. The whole thing was based on the WWF would find a way to trick me into wanting New Jack to come back. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also we joked about like how the the, the classic cl- big baby face becomes a mega heel as they put on a suit. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> always. Always. <laughs> Only bad people wear suits. Those yuppies. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. There was, um, you did a, was it the new Jackson or a new Jack Highlander Photoshop you sent us? And that, and then I am super proud of Nacho Guy. That's that's yours, man. That's your Citizen King. I miss people watching. I mean, (laughs) I haven't watched, you know, I've been busy working, so I haven't watched a lot of the WCW pay-per-views and stuff that you guys have been doing, so I miss people watching. But, man, I mean, like, that was just insane and I felt, and people just, you guys, people liked it. So that made me feel better too, because it wasn't just me being dumb for, for my enjoyment. Right. No, no, I agree. No, because that was such a great bit. And I, I totally, and I people watch too, but I totally miss that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, or that, that one thing you posted, well, that was just, I, I, I've tried to adhere to it ever since you posted it. Was, it was like a little kid. And it was one day I will grow up and start my own wrestling podcast <laughs> and rate every match of five. <laughs> Very safe number. 
very safe. <laughs> yeah, because that was like in that period of time where I personally felt like every match was eh, five. Five. I, I jokingly, I was making a joke of myself because it's like, you really just can't make a good position on a match, can you? You just have to give it a five. I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Right? That's why, like, I'm the dumbass who thinks, like, so many things are a 10 and they're not, but that's whatever. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> right. You're yeah, here to balance true. this out. Charlie, the <laughs> hiding in your like, Facebook comments, ready to shit on something you enjoy. Oh, I'm waiting. Well, you digging on Tiger King right now? Let me tell you what I think about it. Oh, I finished it. Okay, and my and I actually finished it. But Jesus, I really don't understand the obsession. I just, well, I can't. It's this this pandemic. You, it's going to be so hard to divorce what it might have might really be like if we didn't have everybody at home with just like, just hungry for content. That's I feel like that has a huge influence on. Um, how people perceive the show because what else are people going to do but watch this right you know like i mean it's easy content to digest and it's like what you and i joke we've talked about for years it's impossible for people to be objective about the heath ledger and the dark knight because it's hard to divorce the fact that he died before it came out and you're thinking about that every time you see it you know it's just that's that's reality it's not so, so much that it's just the reaction to it that's that's what's just kind of thrown me off because I kept waiting for a, a good guy to emerge in the whole thing, and yeah, it never happened. Because it's life, Charlie. There are no good guys. No, 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 not, no, no, not like that. Because I, I see that's another thing. I feel like there's a lot of people watching this that I don't know have never seen a fucking documentary before, because there's this thing where it's like, well, it's certainly slanted this way or it's slanted this way. I'm like, every documentary ever made is slanted. Every single one. And if, if they see a slant, it's it's just it's not news. It's not newsworthy. It's just the the reaction to the show is uh, I've seen documentaries that are even trashier that no one ever talks about. It's just like I, I just feel like people like watching just disgusting and awful people. Like, And the story is absolutely outrageous. But, um, you know, Netflix, like that's to me, like one of their big things is, is they have so many documentaries on there. And you know, of varying quality, but there's just something about this one that took off that just kind of, I don't know. I, I, I really don't understand it. I feel like part of it also is, well, everyone else is watching it. So I'll need to watch it. You know, like that kind of thing, which is fine. But like this, just the, I mean, I, you guys have seen the whole thing. Yes. No, I've, I've only watched the first episode. Well, there's this like, if you look on the internet, because what got me interested was like all these people are like, oh, that woman, that Carol Baskin bitch, she's terrible. You know, she needs to burn in hell. And I'm like, I need to hear this. I don't even think she's the top three of the worst ones in there. Well, I and think she's, it, they're and, not. And she's terrible. People are, it's not that, yeah, people, it's not that people are, I don't, the stuff I've seen isn't necessarily people actually comment, commenting on her. It's more about just Joe. Just his stupid self, because I saw Joe in 20, like in 2016, when he was running for president, oh like it popped up on his little thing. And I was like, this is fucking hilarious because it was at the time when, I mean, just th there was no one worth a damn running. And I was like, you know what? This oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think, well, Are you I'm one of the 19 percent? 
No, that was for the governor. <laughs> I know, but still, I'm just saying, I feel like that's what they all did. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, well. I really so like I those that. condoms, yeah. <laughs> so that's really this guy, because it's just funny. I mean, like, he, he, he is, he was a living, breathing meme machine. And right. I think that's what, what people's got it, because it is funny with the, you know, you just blame something on it, like, Oh man, who farted in the elevator? I I don't know, but I'll tell you who did. That bit Carol fucking Baskins, and it's like just it just worked. It is a it is a fun name to demean. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, guys, what do you think? You guys ready to jump into best luck spot now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So here we go. Um, let's start off with your fan entries. So we did the polls. And let's go through who have been voted in by you all into this illustrious Hall of Fame. Number one, Mabel's Leg Drop. <laughs> wow, this guy, this this guy, this jobber really was just like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> Take one for the team. So explain the leg drop for, for anyone that hasn't seen it. All right, so in... You will be able to go see these. We'll have these on Twitter, so you can go see these after the fact too. So you don't have to rely just meagerly on these um, on these descriptions. But you have a jobber laying face down, and Mabel comes off the second rope with a very Hogan-ass leg drop, like it's fully extended. Like it, it is a, and and he nails it perfectly. I, I could you imagine just a few inches too far, and <laughs> that guy's head is gone. Even I mean, if his head would be gone, face down, his nose is definitely, he's wrecked. His nose is definitely going to be. It would leave uh, a dent like Undertaker's head in the ground at WrestleMania 25. Ooh. When yeah. Dove over. Right. <laughs> Jason, you'll get this. It'll be like when the kids hit Ernest in the face with the cookie sheet and Ernest goes to camp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, and Yoko just shit his pants. And the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 500 pound savage shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I wasn't thinking of Yokozuna for some reason. I was thinking of a very obese macho man. Just <laughs> so he didn't get the, he never got the Slim Jim money, but he got the Kool Aid money. He just painted, took his shirt off, painted himself red. Oh yeah, elbow drops through walls. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought. It's good to bring Savage up because our next entrant is known as the it's the NWO meet and greet. So, <laughs> so this was from I think it looks like an episode of Nitro where a fan decided to get in the ring while the outsiders and uh, Macho Man were in the ring. This was a bad idea. <laughs> and if you, you watch think. it. You would think, being that this is obviously 96, 97, people would learn their fucking lesson by this. Yeah, you got to pay money for the meet and greet. Like, what was he thinking? I mean, he goes in there expecting Randy Savage, and he got bone saw. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, just like, Savage goes to town on this guy. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. Who ya? Who ya? Who ya? Who ya? Who ya? <laughs> Holds him down, puts his thumb in his ass, and whispers, That's disgusting. It is. Slim Jim Dark Number three. Now, this was interesting. This is just simply, I called it grapple plaques because it's like they lock up, and then immediately this 
Japanese guy just scoops this guy with a single leg pickup and just drops him on his head. And that guy doesn't look like he's the same for about 10 minutes. That guy doesn't. Here he is. You see him kind of like, whoa, he's kind of, he, he's definitely, he definitely looks woozy afterwards. Did you guys see this one? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. It's the, the oof part is, you know, it's like, all right, you know, yeah, we've seen some hard hits. It's just the fact that the camera follows on the guy while he seems to relive his entire childhood in the ring. <laughs> Can you imagine this in No Mercy, like lock up? <laughs> oh, whoa. Like it's, it's two, it's like five seconds into the match. And this guy's already in a danger. <laughs> danger. Danger. It's like, danger. What's well, like oh. the, the last uh, WWE video game I bought that had the achievement to, to win a match in less than 60 seconds. And so the only way to do it is you had to pick Goldberg and you had to give the opponent Kurt Hawkins. And so <laughs> you, you immediately come in with Goldberg. The first thing you do is running, running attack, which was like a weak spear. You you have your signature immediately and Kurt Hawkins is already whole body is red. That's exactly what you just described with this guy's like, Nope, I've got places to be. <laughs> Did you notice how the guys like all pumped up after he does it? It's like, you want some, you want another? <laughs> the guy would probably say yes, because he doesn't remember the last 20 minutes of his life. <laughs> he just keeps getting in a forget me not loop. Oh, oh, oh. Number four. This one's entitled, I'm Sorry I Love You. So let's talk about this lady because, boy, I, I kind of admire this lady's gumption here. Um, her name is Mayu uh, Iwatani, and she is from – Is that what it says uh, on her gravestone? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> now that we're dead. <laughs> it doesn't say Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Alan Iwatani. <laughs> oh, um, she is from the World Wonder Ring Stardom promotion. I have known nothing about it. I just wanted to at least like, do a little bit of research on it. Five seconds worth of a Google search, but there we go. This is hilarious. So there's a little bit of a brouhaha going on, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> a couple of these ladies are like, "You know, it'd be really fun. Let's let's take uh, let's take let's take Alan out here," and uh, they decide to push the ladder and it's almost like it reminds me of roadhouse when the polar bear is about to smash that dude at the end oh tiny and, or yeah and he just doesn't get just doesn't you know get out of the way and it's the same thing I here like in the way <laughs> mayu doesn't get out of the way. yeah you're right she gets in and she just gets smushed by this ladder into this guardrail and instantly i'm not kidding you the moment i saw it i heard you charlie do the sin cara uh, alberto del rio match it is awesome because she just she gets yes Yes. oh god um yeah that one's fun and then i just loved i I think it was mike who sent us the follow-up was like yeah in the same match she gets like hung i was like oh my god what we we had to see the whole match i mean yeah that (laughs) <laughs> the first they drop, her, they drop her on stairs and you know it doesn't that doesn't sound like the worst thing but we've if you drop like 10 feet like feet first into stairs like you you just you, you don't know how the hell you're gonna land right yeah to make matters worse for for poor uh alan will say is <laughs> once her competitors push the stage down 
they turn around and walk away. They're acting like they're in a episode of Power Rangers and there's an explosion. They're just walking away trying to look cool. And she's over there stuck and the, the weird camera angles. And guys, do yourself a favor. When you watch it, just hum the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme at the end while she's <laughs> trying to get out. And it, I mean, I'm glad she's okay, clearly, because she was able to be hung <laughs> later in the match. So it's like, good for how you feel it. I'm okay. More, good. Good. More, more damage to her neck. Like, that's another thing. It's like, you know what? Like, we need to just break this damn thing. Um, and then that brings us to number five. This one is entitled The Ladder Eats You. Because this is a wild spot here. This is a suplex. So we've seen suplexes come off ladders. Well, these guys decided to raise the bar. And this is a suplex where the guy's back. Like, they're not going to fall to the canvas. Nope, they're just going to fall right into another, the top of another ladder, which looks just awful. It looks it look, like the worst idea. It looks like a brain buster. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, it was just and you were pointing it out like did they even know the ladder was there like, because it just looks so unnatural it's like yeah. to do a move what, like what that was the end game? what was the end game oh, of that one were they were they <laughs> trying to be cool and like oh i'm going to suplex you and what we'll do is we'll suplex onto the other ladder and it'll be like one of the spots where you land on your feet and we both land on the ladder and look cool now that sounds more logical as opposed to what what actually happened yeah because that is i guess that's possible that you could do that I was so uh, what I was bummed out about though was I think in the same group was the Easter Bunny Happy Easter got zero votes. I yeah. loved the Easter Bunny guy just beating up this guy on the road. Awesome. <laughs> if Will, if you would have put that vote up this week, I'm sure seasonally it would have gotten a little bit of a bump. Ah, you're right. I needed a wait. That's I just love. It reminds me of Stone Cold beating up Brian Pillman's friends with like child. Playground equipment. What, throws the guy in the pool. <laughs> throws he the throws the, the little tight yep. wagon. Yep. <laughs> uh, everyone's so focused on the gun part of that that whole thing, and it's everything else that, that that's so great about it. You know, oh, yeah. like Austin taking on Toman's security team, like and almost ripping off that that black guy's shirt. Like, yeah. like just like what? Like this looks awful. <laughs> It looks stiff too. It just looks it like a, it looks like a real fight. <laughs> um, all right. Stone Cold arrived at the wrong house in my head, Cannon. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. So uh, now, what's that, Jason? It's just he's stone. Um, so I'm so sorry. Uh, please accept my condolences to your neighbor here. I was. This was supposed to be 116 Maple Street. Court, not Maple Street Drive. Oh, shit. Oh, may I offer you a Twizzler? Hey, this is the franchise Shane Douglas, and you're listening to The New World Rise. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Hey, hey, you like gluten-free brownies? <laughs> right. Hey, listen. I'm going to... Listen, you like cougars? <laughs> I'm looking for Carol Baskin. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, what if the big cat rescue was spearheaded by the big cat? Ernie Ladd? (laughs) No, or the big cat, like Mr. Hughes, big cat. Yes, that big cat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Harley Race 
and he's <laughs> Vader just yeah. in the background. <laughs> the big cat, Mr. Hughes, is the main attraction of the park. <laughs> <laughs> you go to Joe Exotic Zoo and he's fucking <laughs> you'd lay there and you get to cuddle with the big cat. Right. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to see the big cat give a tiger a leg drop? How about it? <laughs> you know, it takes about $10,000 a year to feed each tiger. I can feed a tiger. and I can feed big cat three grand a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm coming for you, Butch Reed. <laughs> no, don't let him put those glasses on. They'll never come off. <laughs> Oh, geez. So, Jason, this brings us now to your host pick. So each of us will – we pick one select spot that we feel like is going to go uh, – that will go automatically into the Hall of Fame. Each each one of us will be going here in a second. Jason, who you got? I am so happy to do the first in, host induction of the 2020 Best Luck Spot Hall of Fame to a, a spot that truly thumbs up this year. And uh, I'm I'm sorry to say for a lot of you Star Wars fans, the, the last movie in general, as some mark, it, it, this is R two D two takes a face plant. Um, <laughs> some marketing clip, someone was doing some corporate synergy the uh, same week that the Rise of Skywalker came out and had this mystery box on the stage and there was an X wing behind it and all these people were super happy and someone takes the box off and whoa, it's R two D two. And whoever was piloting R2-D2 didn't have the cameras on because they go like three feet and just fall right off the stage. <laughs> it was the shock master. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, there you go. But no, it's, uh, I feel really bad uh, because, you know, it's documented on a show. I'm, I'm not a fan of Star Wars. It's not that I used to hate it. And then I started growing up and I'm like, let people enjoy what they enjoy. And so it, it really sums up that the way that the last movie just treated the rest of them. It's like, here we are. And um, I mean, but you got you folks should have known, it, you know, J.J. can't do a sequel. I mean, you know, if you saw Star Trek Into Darkness, you know, that motherfucker can only do one movie. He's done. Um, but that's y'all's fault. But anyway, this I just truly enjoy. Because and I'm really sorry it didn't win, but that's because now I get to do my big F you and make sure it lives forever as part of the best of spot Hall of Fame. Cue my music. I don't know why Superman instead of the Hall of Fame, but Wow. It shall live in the annals of time. The annals of time. The annals of time. So that, with that being said, now we go to one of our special awards. And this one we're all very big fans of. It's the Warrior Award, which, nope, nope, we're not inducting fans. We're inducting fans that decide to attack wrestlers. Uh, so if you thought NWO meet and greet was great, well, that is not even close to our winner this year. The I, I forget the guy's name, but you all know it. It's from the WWE Hall of Fame induction last year where a fan decided to just attack Bret Hart during the middle of his his speech. So this was really interesting because I believe that this happened maybe a week after we had done our first Best of Luck Spot episode. It was like after we released it, because didn't you release it the 
the night of, like the day of the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, so this, this guy listened to our show and says, I want to be on there. <laughs> it was so there? weird because it's one of those things that you see and you go, oh, I don't see anything beating that. And God, why didn't we wait a week to do this? And sure enough, a bunch of people flooded us and were like, we have your pick for the Warrior Award. It's like, uh, so like this for me, this has been a year in the making of just, I dare something to beat this because like, uh, wh- what is it? Dash Wilder? Because he's the one who who like just sucker punches this kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, I for, is that is that the one? I think that's him. Yeah, he just headlock punch. Let's say you get him so, out of the ring. No, he clobbers him with that sucker punch when they're they're holding him in the thor- like they're taking him to the authorities and like someone just catches someone's trying to be like I'm going to get this uh this footage and then like you just say bam. And so it's like the simultaneous warrior award slash we do it to the fans. Yeah, that's it's a wild one. Yeah, that is definitely a wild. What a wild moment in the whole thing. Chuck, you okay? Uh oh. <laughs> that guy got Chuck too. Oh man. Oh, no. to be a left. No. <laughs> this has been a year in the making. <laughs> I better no. leave before I say my part. <laughs> Why? Can you hear well, me? Right? Well, well, goodbye, oh, good. my friend. Good, good, <laughs> good, 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 I thought you just decided to quit. You're like, you know what? Nothing, I've been waiting for a year for this. Nothing's going to top it. Okay, so, so let me break this down for you. So I started talking. The phone fell, and <laughs> it didn't seem like a big deal. And then I started to get really angry because every time I kept trying to talk, and I mean like getting four or five words out, you guys would start talking over me. And, then, and I was like, well, now, now, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Since when? Since, Since when? now? Well, that's not right. I'm, I'm trying to get my, my words in. Um because I was, are we recording? Are we going? Yeah, yeah we're good. Beautiful. Because what I was trying to describe was Dash Wilder. It's like those old uh, Hasbro WWE action figures, like Ric Flair. Like he, you had him. He had him in a in a headlock, and he kept like punching him. Like he, he gave him like one solid punch, right in the face. I remember because th- this was from the fan filmed footage from the other side. And yeah, this guy, like fuck this guy. This what this fan tried to do, but fuck Dash Wilder. Like, the more I, I thought about it, um, I mean, I get it. I totally get it. Like, you want to get involved like with, with the wrestlers? Yeah, you're going to get whatever's coming to you. But, I mean, th- this guy had already kind of been put through the ringer by everybody else. Um, not as violently as the way Dash did it. But, man, like, like, to, like to sucker punch a guy, like, when you've got him in a headlock is just, that's kind of shitty. I, I, dude, I... I... We talked about this when it happened. I completely agree with you, hundred like, percent. That's all I need to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a cheap move. Like if you're gonna punch him while he's like looking at you, that's one thing. I lay, lay away. But if the guy literally can't defend himself, I even think some of the wrestlers were holding his arms. Like, like they were taking him back. He was being restrained and to be taken back. And you know, the whole time that that part's happening, Brett just goes on with a speech, and it was. 
you know, we, we, the jokingly Brett stuff, but then it, it veered off and he started quoting all the Hunter S Thompson stuff. And I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> just, it, Oh, just that thing. I mean, I, it's fucked up to punch somebody when they're restrained, but I mean, I get at the same time, there was probably like a lot of emotion going on. Sure. Um, I mean, Brett's a and, stroke yeah. victim, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and I agree with that. Like at the time I remember like me and Will, like, you and me were kind of going at it. Cause I was like, no, nah, man, he gets what he deserves, blah, blah, blah. But the more I thought about it, you don't hit somebody that can't defend themselves. Like, it's just, it's just a shitty thing to do. You hit someone who has it coming and can defend themselves. So mm-hmm. You know, uh, strange memories on this uh, nervous night in Las Vegas. <laughs> did, did, was that Bret Hart's impression of Wes Studi? <laughs> I know, that sucked. That was shit. That was... The problem is, I'm trying to do Hunter S. Thompson, and if I combine Hunter S. Thompson and Bret Hart, I get Wes Studi. <laughs> you don't even get a good Wes Studi. You get the, like, the Wes Studi playing yeah. uh, Sagat from Street Fighter. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> I'm that made me laugh, it. though. It was great. Stop no, it, no. Don't, don't throw your phone on the ground. Damn it. No. <laughs> I'm just going to go set myself on fire. No. Because <laughs> no. I'm, I'm going to go talk about Michelle McCool. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Get that knock the, on your door. <laughs> where are you going, Bill? Huh? <laughs> He's so formal. Yeah. Where are you going, Bill? The part that was great was the uh, what with Brett when he started doing that is there he is his 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 hair is in the ponytail because you know you got long hair you put yourself in a ponytail when you wear a suit but there's that that strag that just got pulled when he got taken down and he was he who makes a beast of himself I was like uh oh I mean like it was just I was like oh shit I I was getting nervous that we were about to he was. I'm like, I was going to kill myself in front of all these people, and this guy upstaged me. Well, fuck it. Might as well go for it. Just, just It was so rough. That, oh, so that reminds me, Will. Uh, remember when they first announced Brett was coming back to Raw and how excited we were yeah. and how just yeah. like, oh, my God, this is going to be so cool. And what did you say to just completely ruin it for me? <laughs> Brett gets in the ring, and he's cutting the promo. And at the very end, he's he says he does the – well, I – now, you may have to help because I've done a couple versions of this. Here's the one I'm going to go with. You correct me. I said, I, what if he got to the button of the promo? was like, the best there is, the best there was. And as he gets to that, he pulls out like a 38, just puts it up to his temple. He's like, the best there ever will be. Okay, the version I remember is even darker. Uh, so he goes, he like the first time you ever did the news, what if he goes in the ring and it's and it's all cool and he's like, I'm the best there is, the best there was, pulls out a 38, puts it up to his head and goes, Hey Vince, I win. <laughs> God. <laughs> like That's I just, it, yeah. this is ten years ago and I'm still just like bothered by this. Like uh, because you know, Bret Hart like <laughs> we really know how fucked up he is. Like from from like his brother dying and all of his friends dying and his parents dying and just and then like the montreal thing and it's like oh my god if there was any wrestler that could do it it's him and we used to call him the mel gibson of pro wrestling yeah because like he could just fly off the handle at any minute we're like oh my god what if he does that you know just (laughs) wwf would never recover 
they would never no. recover from it. It would have, because that's what we, that was the whole joke was like, it would be the ultimate revenge because it would just destroy Raw. It would kill yeah. the product completely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Who would want to watch wrestling after that? Which <laughs> <sighs> makes me laugh at your WrestleMania. Like when you put your, when your Twitter profile for a bit was Dreamer. <laughs> that was so funny because coupled with your Twitter banner <laughs> looking at like he was a god you know just <laughs> I mean come on I mean that... Uh, that that whole Tommy Dreamer thing god I totally forgot about that I had that up there on Twitter for so long I forgot what Dreamer did I, I oh think... but let's Let's oh, no, not I go remember. into somebody in the thrones of depression. It's cool. Some things you do keep to yourself and your therapist. Yeah, I, I mean, like this was yeah. totally something he should have never said. Be, like, in my opinion, because now it's like, because what one guy responded to him on Twitter and said, I could never be in a room with you, you know, like, and I, I would be very surprised if anyone else could be either, because who the fuck knows what's going on in your head. And it's not to downplay depression or anything like that. You know, we've all gone through that stuff. But there are just some things you don't share. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Liam Neeson interview is another example. Yes. This Hulk Hogan today doing the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, trying to find a way to bring it in. Maybe we oh, don't need a vaccine. No, I'm so glad you brought that up. Like, we should you should go into that because that is actually quite fresh. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll, you you shared it, bud. You you lead off. Oh God! Oh God! Damn it! Okay, so Hogan. <laughs> You know what it reminded me of? Because um, I, I got so mad about it, I called dad. And I was like, dad, I was like, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember the whole show? I tell my dad on you, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like, dad, do you remember when, when Hogan's son, Nick, got in that car accident? And he and Nick uh, was intoxicated and he killed his best friend. And, and the, the, the phone conversation through the jail was between Hogan and Nick. And Hogan was recorded. And the, either he knew about it and he's a fucking idiot or he didn't know about it and he's just incredibly hateful and spiteful uh because nick was like was having like survivor's guilt right and hogan goes well i'm, I'm pretty like, like why did my buddy die and hogan goes well you know god must have had it in for him brother you know and just like it reminded me of that because hogan went on instagram today saying something like oh like maybe we don't need a vaccine which any 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 conversation or article that starts with that phrase, I'm going to keep reading. Um, and he goes on about like how, you know, like God swept away like uh, the, the, the plague in Egypt. And maybe we're worshiping too many athletes, too many actors. That's why they shut down the stadiums. They shut down the movie theaters and not enough people are going to church. Well, fuck you. I'm shutting that down, too. You know, like it's this it's this idea of God that I actually kind of grew up with. And, and the reason why I kind of stepped away because I'm like, man, God just sounds like a jealous bitch. Like that just, that's just the way it comes across. And I hate that interpretation of the idea. And Hogan is, he's just the worst because it's, it's one thing if he has a completely impeccable um, and irrefutable history like with doing good things and doing good deeds and stuff. But we know what an asshole he is in real life. And this isn't Hulk Hogan. This is Terry, you know, because it's like, God damn it. Like, don't make me hate my hero. 
All right. So I, I want to add this to because I just am pulling up Twitter right now. It's it it is still it's gotten there. worse. Oh, good. So here's the thing. So when you look at it, it's like it, it it's it's a screenshot of like a message. So you can have all of his text there for you to see. It's a screenshot of the whole message, right? So that way you didn't have to have separate tweets. The tweet that he has above the picture of all of his comments about the vaccine and all that says, word up, can you handle the truth, my brother? Only love, Hulk Hogan. And I have never seen this. If you click on the tweet or touch it, it comes up with a little pop-up. And you know what that pop-up says? It says hidden replies. Replies hidden by Hulk Hogan. There's some oh, that yeah. he <laughs> I guess he can't handle the truth, brother. I guess not. <laughs> I have not looked at that yet, but I'm not surprised. I'm su- What I am surprised about is that Twitter hasn't taken it down. It's just... Because it's another thing, too. It's like, yeah, that's nice for you to say the vaccine shit, and blah, blah, blah. You're a fucking millionaire. You know, like, what about all the people like the like us normies who like have who we can only rely on stuff like that? Like you have resources. Fuck you, man. Yeah, this like, is a you know, this, this is a real way to go, Terry. <laughs> like, Eat your vitamins and say your prayers or God's going to strike you down. Like, you don't like, take your vaccines, brother. Now go to church. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm yeah. like, I just had a thought. Maybe it would be more entertaining if you read the whole thing as a Hulk Hogan promo. Like, maybe then, yeah, it could be somewhat tolerable. Because, <laughs> like, because, I mean, Hogan used to talk about God in his promos, and that was fine. Like, that was great how he did it as Hulk Hogan. But the way Terry views it, it's just, this is going to sound awful, but, and I might even regret this, but why did all the other wrestlers die? Oh my God! <laughs> why? Th- why did we have to lose the good ones? Why did we lose? Sad oh my God! And no, 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 Charlie, no, no, no. You it's been stop? a pleasure. You want me to stop? <laughs> Best of luck to you. Well, it's great that the fifth anniversary is also the final episode. <laughs> I feel like Charlie just threw himself off the hell in a cell. He took. <laughs> <laughs> it's Charlie like, 2020. Don't tell Charlie's- me you never thought of it. Don't tell me you never thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charlie, some like, things we keep to ourselves, right? <laughs> I don't regret it at all. I would say it again. Like, like okay. Hogan's like, what, 66? Like, most wrestlers don't live to 60. And Hogan had an incredibly long career. Of course, like, I think he took care of himself in the ring. But, I mean, at the same time, it's just like, God damn, like, the older he gets... It's like it's like it's that old thing where you 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 become old enough to where you kind of outlive your usefulness. That's basically that's what I'm getting at here. Like he's not contributing anything but being an asshole. Yeah, probably not the strongest move when you're trying to really like smooth over you know the whole. Don't you love that? Yeah, WWE's like, come on back, we missed you, Hogan. Yeah, brother, let me tell you something about the plague <laughs> in ancient Egypt and how we don't need. Movie theaters or sports stadiums. We need church, brother. Yeah, and just like, just, fuck you. Fuck Unless you. like there, there's people out there that need help, and he does this shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, like, like the sports thing was even great too. He's like, you worship sports stars, blah blah. It's like it's because people went to the stadiums and the arenas to see you that you have your wealth. <laughs> so what the fuck are you Ironically. talking about? Ironically, take this picture of him posting this tweet, probably in his red and yellow room, with all his memorabilia of Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania everywhere. Yes, all titles, brother. 
Yeah, I'm glad. But, uh, I'm glad like, Sid eliminated the Charlie Stability. Like New Blood Rising podcast. Please direct all things to CM underscore Stabs. Thank you, and allegedly, oh, there, good, we're covered legally. So. I was about to say, if if we somehow manage to amass enough listeners to where a comment like that could get me in trouble, where I just basically posted a hypothetical, um, then yes, that is completely on me. That is completely. On, but don't tell me you never fucking thought about it. <laughs> I can honestly say, even in some of my deep thralls of depression, I've never once sat here and go, why are all the good wrestlers dead? <laughs> why did Randy Savage die? You didn't think about it the day I, Randy Savage like died? How, you, it's like you became the dad and walked the line like, they took the wrong son. <laughs> <laughs> wrong kid died. Wrong, wrong kid died. Wrong kid died. Wrong kid died. <laughs> 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 and uh, I mean, like, I just recently watched the the Macho and Liz uh, Dark Side of the Ring thing, so I don't necessarily. Oh, I mean, like, no. Oh. no, there's 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 like no direct proof that Macho was ever mean to her. It's just more like it was just kind of controlling, and and they just kept using the word intense. <laughs> so, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. you got Hulk Hogan running, rubbing suntan lotion on Brooks' ass. Like, what the fuck? Like, like, what was that? You know, like, just, he's a fucking weirdo. I, I'm sorry. Like, it sucks so hard because, like, Hulk Hogan's the reason I got into wrestling. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things. He's complicated, man. It's hard because that's he's why incredibly I remember, complicated. That's why rewatching X8 and watching him in The Rock, like, that's an awesome moment. That is an all-time wrestling moment. But you can't help but think about what would happen years later. You know, I, I understand. I, I, it's, it's weird. It's a weird thing. So I don't know. I, 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 I will find it funny if WWE doesn't like react to this because it's like, come on, guys. I mean, you literally like made it seem like he didn't exist because of what he said on that tape, right? They Which made was it awful. Like, right. And they made it sound like he didn't exist. And then, like all things, enough time passes where it's like, well, we're doing this show in Saudi Arabia, and we just we kind of need the Hulkster, Terry. Can can you come out and help us out? Can you be the Hulkster for us? Yeah, you know what? We didn't really give a shit about you for three years because of things you said, rightfully so, mind you. But still, um, they all of a sudden just bring him back, and it's all hunky-dory, and it's like, oh, cool. So that's how we're going to do it. Great. I'm glad we learned our lesson here. This sucks. Make right. sure to not, not apologize to all our African American wrestlers for what you but, said. I mean, you remember yeah. what Titus? I remember what Titus O'Neil did. I mean, he did something. Uh, like I think he he didn't protest the show, but I mean, he definitely did something, and as he should. I mean, that's a hostile work environment bringing a guy like that in there. And 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 even before they kicked him out, I mean, so when Savage died and Warrior died, we got to hear about Hulk Hogan's final like confrontations with both of them conveniently through Hulk Hogan, you know, like, like when, when Hogan inducted Savage into the hall of fame. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we made up. I'm sure you did. That was why the Austin podcast is hard. I like it. Cause it's cool. You have these two icons in a room talking, but you can't trust anything. The guy says like, well, what, that was something Brett said. He said, everything that Hogan did was a work. Every single thing. And yeah, I believe it. And that's well, what's this, so tough. I don't, care for, I don't care for this new gimmick. <laughs> yeah, this I'm but I'm and I'm like you, Chuck, man. Like I think like 
this is the whole reason why I got into it. You know, it all started with that guy. And it's just like, man, like how, why would you post that? Why? Right. Like what? the whole time he was writing that long fucking thing, the little, the little voice in his head didn't go, you know what, Terry, this might not be such a great idea. Don't hit send. Like, yeah, just uh, save to drafts. Yes. <laughs> Come right. back when you're sober. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. He just needs to learn when to shut the fuck up. That's because, I mean, he has so many followers. So many people are going to read that. Like, he has influence. Yeah. You know? I mean, he, he always has. I mean, that's a position of power that, that Hulk Hogan has. I mean, let, I mean, you know, no bullshit. He's probably still, like, the most recognized name in, in all of professional wrestling. So, and this is what basically amounts to the ambassador of pro wrestling going out there when everyone's having such a fucking hard time. And he has these words of wisdom. Like, I've heard Trump say more enlightened things than this. Like, like this is just awful, I think. Right, right, right in front of Easter Sunday. So <laughs> the Easter Bunny's gonna come find him and do a special <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so Chuck, to keep, let's keep you riled up. Talk, let's do your host <laughs> pick here. <laughs> God, you know, if I had known that I. If I'd realized I was next, I might have calmed down a bit because this is going to make me angry all over again. Um, so this is perfect because as soon as I saw this, I was like, well, this I can knock two birds with one stone on this thing. So basically in professional wrestling, it seems to be an unwritten rule now that anytime you get slammed into the ring apron, a commentator has to say the obligatory, oh, the hardest part of the ring. Oh, God. And I've never seen a move on the ring apron quite like this. Uh, it is a brain buster on the ring apron and it's it's not even like the safe kind of brain buster where you could have where you could hold the guy's neck as you fall backward the guy literally falls forward doing the brain buster and i mean as soon as i saw it i was like well there it is i was like if that, that is the worst thing i've ever seen <laughs> like, like <laughs> this this whole ring apron wrestling move bullshit <laughs> needs to stop because it's becoming the new super kick. It just, everyone does it now. It's just like, I'm never leaving the ring again. Like you, you fight me in here. Uh, it's, it's predictable. It's lame. I believe in the Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens match, they did it twice to each other. The yeah, Falcon arrow, wrestling. I think there was, well, there was one move and then there was the Falcon arrow. And I was really waiting to hear, because the Falcon Arrow, so the Falcon Arrow was the second move that they did on the ring apron. And I was really waiting to hear if they'd call it the hardest part of the ring twice in one match. And to their credit, they didn't. So bravo, Todd Grisham, for showing restraint. But um, I'm just tired of this move. It's just, like, this is what's so weird about pro wrestling, because ever um, ever since the Benoit thing, there's been this real conscious effort to be careful with CTE and concussions and wrestlers' heads. Yet, like this is an interesting example, uh, in Charlotte's match, she gets drop-kicked right in the face by Rhea Ripley, and they replayed it, and they slow-moed on the foot, hitting her in the head. And it's a, it's a solid hit. I mean, it's like right in the temple. And you're just kind of sitting there like, uh, could, you could have shown it from a different angle. You know, like, that would have been fine. Like, like is this... Yeah. Are we still trying to pass off that wrestling is sometimes real? Because that's what it feels like. 
and it's completely unnecessary. And wrestlers don't need to be taking unnecessary risks like slamming someone on the fucking ring apron. I'm just tired of it. And this was the ultimate example. <laughs> and this wasn't even WWE. I, well, do we know what company this was? Uh, I don't, man. Do you know, Jay? I have no idea. I just saw it on Twitter and immediately labeled it and sent it so that we could could do it because yeah it's like one of those is like you have that immediate oh reaction uh like i guess the best way to put it is like you know when you're uh in snatch where the dude gets hit by the the van and they like replay it in like 20 different angles and each yeah. time your reaction is just oh each time um yeah yeah that's the same thing that's why i was like ah oh, because it it you know it fits our qualification and it also you know and most of the best of luck spots you're looking at them and it's like okay both of them are in on the stupidity Whereas this one, the guy's like, hey, brainbuster on the apron. The guy's like, sure. But meanwhile, the guy, one guy's thinking, oh, I'm going to try something a little different. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to fall forward. Like, no, no, kind of thing. So, yeah, it. I don't know where it's from, but I just know that it is gnarly. So, what do you guys think about don't try this at home? Because we said that we needed to hash this one out still. So, what's the... Charlie, help me help me out. The criteria for don't try this at home. Go. Well, the criteria last year was it had to be a basically not not necessarily a backyard wrestling match because that would require like some sort of an audience, but two guys going at it in a in a yard setting. Like if, a house like has to be visible, I even think. I think last year the winner was the guy getting run over by the car. Yeah, I think so. So it was yeah, either it, that or the guys off the roof with the white noise off the roof that dented the earth. That was the fuckbuster. Was that a <laughs> that was the are you not sports entertained? Absolutely. No, are, it was Are You Not Sports Entertained was Joey Janella and Zandik off the roof through the through the light tubes into a barbed wire full bed of a truck. That's right. That's, That's right. right. That's not the same thing. It, it was a. How did he throw him off the roof? Was it like a Death Valley driver or something? Uh, yeah, it was like an attitude adjustment. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Okay, all right. Yeah, I remember now. I do remember the white noise. That definitely won something. But basically, it just has to be like in a yard or a field, and it's 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 regular people trying it at home. <laughs> Don't so try what? this at home. I'm going to do the opposite. So what are we going to do here? Because there were a few nominees. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, like, like for example, I don't know how you guys feel about this. The sidewalk slam in like with the exploding Love trampoline of, of barbed wire. I, I like that spot because it looks like the trampoline goes straight to the floor. <laughs> uh, There's no tension to it at all. No tension at all. No, it looks like a bunch of shoestring. Like it just like, there's all the give in the world. <laughs> um, so that was one. What was another one? Um, because with with that criteria, let me see. Let me see here, Jason. Do you have another one? Uh, I mean, other than the Heidenreich versus Fake Doink in the Gold Corral parking lot. Um, <laughs> Man, it's a ma- which is that's, that's a actually pretty pretty good cut, but it's it's you know it, itself and the match isn't bad. It's there's been a a little less of of 
people doing, I mean, well, I'm sure we're going to get a lot more videos of people doing stupid shit here in the coming weeks. Um, but, and then backyard wrestling stuff, uh, it's just, I don't know, like that was a, the, whatever that was, as Charlie titled it, all the give in the world has, has, has a good backing for me. I'm good with that one because I'm looking through some of them like, ah, you know, I mean, because like, I'll, you know what I don't like? I don't like these fake matches that are in Walmart. Nope. Not nope. a fan. Are you talking about, that, you're talking about that table spot? Well, it's like there's a lot of them. There's so many of these. Like, like I love the, like, all of a sudden a guy like rolls into a, a, a cul-de-sac and they play Stone Cold's music and he comes out and he's all exaggerated and he does like the, everyone sells it like the rock getting stunned. And yeah, it's just, it, they're not, they're, they're more just like simulations. Like they're uh, having a hard time describing, I guess, but you know what I mean? Like they're not like, they're not, they're not really trying to have a match. They're just kind of doing, uh, making it look really like they do. I will say that people that do it are really like some of those table spots in these stores are, you know, with the exception of the table on giving way, like they're athletic. They're doing a, they're, they're trying to make a, a go of it. I don't know. I just don't like them. I don't know why. Cause it doesn't feel no, like no, it's no. like, I'm having a hard time explaining it. Dude, it's stupid. (laughs) Maybe that's (laughs) Backyard wrestling is like, just call it what it is. Backyard wrestling is also stupid, but like there's something about having like a little simulated match like that where people work and are trying to just get through the shitty day that just feels like shit. You know, like I I get no pleasure in that. Granted, that, that guy who did that stupid John Morrison move uh, that I still don't quite understand what it does. Uh, although visually it's very impressive. The guy did it really well, but no, like, but he does it right next to the electronics department. It's don't try this at home. Not don't try this at your local grocer. Do you guys like, remember? That's like, just a, stupid. A, the other variant on this, I remember distinctly is like, there's like a subway and then like these guys are all dressed up as wrestlers and they have like a simulated Royal rumble on a subway on a subway train. I do not remember that. Okay. It's, wow. you can, I mean, it's, it's funny. I mean, it's, is it entertaining? Yeah. Cause like, Oh, it's more so entertaining just so like everybody's like in a costume, like everyone's dressed up as a wrestler and they're just doing like this, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's not really, it's, they're not really going at it. They're just going through the motions of it and everything. But I just think well, of those. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to put in, um, <laughs> Leonard Joe Joe <laughs> <laughs> Taco Taco. Yeah. Yeah. The, inst- the, the, the lady wanted to do the little booty dance and then all of a sudden just goes crashing through. <laughs> she's like, she's fine when she's standing still doing her thing, but then she tries to go like, like, sh- like take, take the, like shift the stage a little bit and she shifts her way through her glass door in her <laughs> house. And jokingly, it was the she took herself to the barber shop. Is what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty gnarly uh, watching her go through that. It's, it's like she didn't know the weight of her own ass because uh, like she she, she she goes ass first through that thing. And I but I agree with you. I'll give you a minute. All right. <laughs> the uh, it is very odd though because it's it's like a door with glass. And it's a mirror, but it goes like straight through. Like there's nothing behind the glass except except imagination. 
as JR would say. <laughs> you remember that? It looked like a recording studio in her apartment. <laughs> Maybe well, that's it. But yeah, I, it looked just, I, yeah, I don't know. It just looked a little bit like weird. a two way mirror, maybe. Oh. <laughs> hey, Charlie. <laughs> Ooh. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry. So it gets lonely with this COVID 19, man. I, just, <laughs> I gotta tell you. Um, what you gonna I do, just, brother? What are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm fine with that. Like, although honestly, that that sidewalk slam spot is—it's even visually impressive. But the fact that the trampoline actually goes all the way down to the floor to where you know actual pain happens—I um, right. think I think that would be the the opportune one. Because if if you're gonna put in the girl with her ass through the window or whatever, uh, the girl who falls through the grass. Oh my God, that is so good. It's Jason, you're the first one who posted that, and you nailed it with the wait till the end when you see her crying. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not just it's not that she fell, it's that she fell and no one came to help her. Like, so, like Jason, I forget, I forget how I watched it. I watched it on something though that stopped and didn't repeat, and it stopped on that last frame of her eyes, <laughs> and it's <laughs> so funny. It, it was nobody. It was like a her. it was like a graboid got her. Like that's what it looked like to me. I just <laughs> you know what? That's right. Give it to her. You know what? She needs a, those eyes. Everyone talks about lessons <laughs> about storytelling and emotion. Those eyes that promote storytelling and emotion right there. Yeah, she's living the done? work. <laughs> I chose poorly. <laughs> War Eagle. <laughs> That's right. Everyone, Get her out of there. Everyone does Get this. It's tradition. And and you're just seeing other people jump and just going about their way. <laughs> She's just right there. Help. <laughs> All right. We can go with that. I'm fine. I don't care. I'm fine with any of these because it's you know it's it's a made up Hall of Fame in case anyone doesn't understand. So is the WWE one. I know. There we go. It's not even real. (laughs) (laughs) Pull it up on a GPS. You can't, can you? He's the real Tiger King. Oh. (laughs) Yes, he is. Yes. He went to the ring with two of them. That was so badass. But, uh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Girl, Girl gets eaten by grass. Yeah, that's... (laughs) <laughs> the grassoid the grassoid <laughs> okay oh right. god all right next one here up next we have all right this is this is my host pick and i went with a moment from i think smackdown back in 99 i want to say it is a tag match a buried alive tag match between the big show and the undertaker against the rock and mankind Man, this thing, this thing's a bruiser. I mean, I don't, I couldn't, I, it shocked me because I was like, man, I forgot they actually tried one of these. Well, uh, so Paul takes Mick and he's going to be like, all right, here we go. Like, like we're, because you remember this is back, like, you know, the original SmackDown stage. And so they're on the stage, like they're on the, just before the gorilla position. And 
he takes him, and you can tell by the running start they're going to do something here. And he he runs with Mick like he's going to throw him, and he chucks him like he's throwing out the trash. And Mick is headed toward the grave, but then all of a sudden, like a gust of wind just stops him dead in his tracks, and he bounces off the the dirt, the grass, whatever this uh, it, it it's the concrete probably it sounds like his just his like 300 pound body just splats and then skips like <laughs> like a golf ball hitting the green just pops onto the it bounces off the ground and lands in the grave. It is a horrific looking fall. As I compared it <laughs> earlier to you, Charlie, I said, you know, if the hell in a cell, is the is mankind's godfather this is probably godfather three that's okay <laughs> it's worth a look probably it's, it, not an own but, i mean uh, <laughs> just look listen to the thud that mix. oh it's terrible oh my god i remember it that yeah. is he's he has you know that other spot with big show that's terrible i'd completely forgotten about this one yeah uh but i'd certainly remembered it when you brought it up yeah because he still gets him in the hole it's a chip yeah. in it really yeah. is. It's oh yeah. Oh, if there yeah. was ever a time that you wish the grass ate you, this would be it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and you and I when we were talking about this, I was like, you know, what would have been worse? Like if he had gone like if if like if if Big Show had like Steph curried him and like just swished him into the grave, like Good just point. nothing but grave, would that oh, have hurt more? God. Nothing yeah. but grave. <laughs> because he would have had to. Let's be honest. If Mick Foley, so he had to been like straight up and down, like perfectly vertical, like he's diving into a cup of water from a high dive stand. Victor would have had to throw him in the air like thirty feet. <laughs> so that's that's my host one. It's nothing spectacular. It is it is a the hell it isn't. I, but you know, I, I just it there was because the core the, the one that complements this is I think it's either unforgiven or over the edge. Austin throws Mick off like the rampway and he just slams into concrete and just lays there. It's this oh is that the uh, the old joke that we had with um yeah we had a joke about that spot because well it's really quite simple. <laughs> I'm gonna throw <laughs> you that that's it. Well, well, how are we going to do that? Well, it's really, it's really quite simple. <laughs> it just chucks his ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so man. That's mine. Okay, so the next one, this was a last-minute edition. We wanted to do something fun for this, and every once in a while, you see a best-of-luck spot, and it looks like maybe at the last second, the other guy's like, yeah, I don't want to take this, and they bail out on the spot. Doesn't happen often. You got to really be watching for these. These are like the unicorns of the best of luck spot, uh, you know, fantasy land here that we're in. So this spot is a special one. It looks like this one's taking place at the local Civic Center, YMCA, whatever. Uh, and you have a wrestler that's sitting just in a, at a, I guess there's a, a fold out, a folding chair that was just opened up he's sitting in it the other guy's deciding to do a suicide dive this is an apt word for it because he comes flying through the ropes and the guy sitting in the chair is like i think i'm good man and gets out of the way and (laughs) (laughs) this guy gets eaten by the chair (laughs) i mean just it, it the angle of this is so perfect it just looks like a horrendous bum what'd you guys think of this 
I think when the guy's head almost perfectly goes through the opening of the back of the chair and his momentum would have folded the chair the wrong way, it could have been very bad because he could have just broken his own neck. Um, and just the other, like, also, I want to give it to, you know, some of these plan spots that wrestlers will do where they're going to move at the last second. Like, you, you, there's enough time, so you're like, why did the person still do the move? This guy had his timing down pat. It's like, it, it almost is like, you know, no, what? No, I'm not taking this. I mean, I told you I was, but I'm not. And what are you going to do about it? You're going to be in the hospital for six weeks. I'm going to be uh, gone. Uh, it, I, yeah, it, it, it's kind of funny because it is, a, I'm not taking it, but at the same time, it's almost like a fuck the guy for getting up. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, his timing is it's pretty good. You know, I mean, he gets, he times this to where like it's, it would have been hilarious if he gets up before the guy even starts the dive and the guy's like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Just dives Thanks for anyway. holding the invisible man down in that chair for me. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So that now brings us to, I, I guess, since this goes last, this is kind of like the, the big one for the Best Luck Spot Hall of Fame. It is the Are You Not Sports Entertained, a.k.a. It's the Fuckbuster of the Year Award. All right. Charlie, help me out here with this one, because I think you may describe it better than I do. So uh, last year, um, oh, by the way, that last spot was horrendous. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't say anything on it, but it's it's fucking awful. Uh, the Are You Not Sports Entertained, this fucking thing. So this, the way that I can best describe it, it's just the most goddamnedest best of luck spot uh, that we see all year. And... So I don't really like we couldn't really decide on what to call it because last year it was are you not sports entertained but I mean it's it's a fuckbuster essentially so it, we're, we're we're just gonna call them both that until next year when we have to figure this shit out again um, that's pretty much it it's just like what what is the one best of luck spot that we can all agree on collectively that is just absolutely horrendous and nothing can top it for the year so let's bat it around Char- Jason starting with you what did what do you think is worthy of the fuckbuster for 2020. The second level of them all to the first level of them all. Um, Is, I mean, like it, it was a smooth landing, you know, considering, but also the stupidest fucking thing, because it could have gone really bad in a couple different ways. Uh, You know, because what if he would have slipped he would have fell, hurt himself. Probably some of the, oddly enough, there's a lot of people watching this wrestling match in the middle of this nice mall uh, kind of thing. And then what if he didn't make it uh, for the full jump? Same thing. You know, it's kind of like you're just coming out TCBY. You're like, mm, I've been good today. I'm going to enjoy myself. A trolley shit. You know, you just want someone to <laughs> die. Um, kind of thing. What if it was yeah. Lex Luger in the Mall of America on yeah. Nitro? Yeah. You're, you're coming out of pasta mania. They've got your no vaccine special going on over there. You know, the wrath of God, two for one spaghetti plate. And then we, you just come out and there's like a guy dying. You're like, well, I'm just going to eat myself to death like the fat ass in seven and explode um, kind of thing. That That's my pick for the fuckbuster. Okay. Charlie, what do you think? Uh... 
We didn't talk about the girl getting hanged. Um, that well, that's the same one. Well, <laughs> we, same well, well, we did, but we didn't give it to it for that. Like we gave right. it for the for the fucking ladder, just you know, cutting her fucking head off. Uh, I got I even so I I gotta go with the brainbuster. I I'm a just double nominee. I have to go with the brain. It's just such a stupid thing. Why don't you just give someone a brainbuster on concrete? Why don't you just do that? You know, like, like there's no give with that. You know, it's it's just a stupid thing to do. You but know, why like, is there no give, Charlie? Because it's the hard, because it's the, the hardest <laughs> part of the ring. Yeah. See, yeah. you did it yourself. You asked, and, and and they make such a point of. I wonder if even the indie commentators say that, but I mean, it's just such a fuck you, you know. I, I like like the ladder at least is an accident that comes down. Although I'm not quite sure what it was supposed to land on anyway. Like maybe it was supposed to land. The whole thing was supposed to land on the on the guardrail so she could just duck underneath it. But they just you know they grabbed the you know they grabbed the 14 foot ladder instead of the 16. Didn't realize it. But um, like so there's a level there's room for error there. This is completely that guy's fault that was doing the move. And I mean I'd retire and go work at you know Mickey D's right after this man. Like like it's just. Like, that guy's career is probably done. Charlie, do you remember the... All right, all right. That's yours. Right, we've, got Jay, we've got Jason with the uh, the Mall of America, or whatever it is, um, the the mall spot. You want to... You're bringing in the Brain Buster on the hardest the hardest part of the, the ring. Cool. Do you remember this move in Revenge and in No Mercy... I don't know if any of the regular wrestlers is. I think maybe the creative guys did this. This was a top rope move where if you threw him into the turnbuckle, strong grapple A, maybe up A or down A, whatever. Maybe it was special. It was like a twisting rock bottom. Do you remember this? So break down this move. How, how does right, so, a, a whip into the turnbuckle make a rock bottom? So he whips him into the buckle so the guy's like, you know, stuck. In the buckle, you do the strong grapple, so you do a turn. But you're gonna you're gonna take him up to the top rope. Oh, and, and he and he does like a 180 rock bottom. Yes. Yeah. Do you that remember, was in the video Vanished Fly. Okay. Cool. That's what it. Okay. I knew it had a name. I knew Twisting Rock Bottom was incredibly amateurish, so I wanted to do the right thing and ask. That's called a Spanish Fly. Well, there's a Spanish Fly. There's a C4. I don't know which. There's they, they all have a couple different names. I don't even know if I've actually seen somebody do this move. Uh, is this the thing Paul Burchill used to do for his finisher? And it's the one John Morrison will do every once in a while? I don't know if it's no. the flipping one. This is the twisting one. We're like, they're yeah. going to... Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, he's do... they do a 180 twist in the air. Uh, the, yeah, the Morrison one, that's the one I just ragged on about Walmart a little while ago where he flips right. upside down. But no, no, no. I've only seen the move you're talking about in the old THQ Aki games. So the reason I bring that up, because the one that I, I, I call this too late now. I feel like this is the Steven. So you will. This is like the this is like the Steven Seagal moment from Executive Decision. So this guy takes the other it takes his opponent up to the top rope. And he's going to do whatever we want to call this. We'll just we'll stick with the amateur twisting rock bottom. Except instead of just doing it to the center of the ring, we're going to do it to the center of the ring with like the Chicago fire going on a table. Like the biggest fire ever. 
And you can tell that the one guy about to do it's like, are we sure about this? Too late now. (laughs) (laughs) And it is the damnedest bump because it goes right into this. And it just looks like at least one of the guys is terribly on fire and they're instantly having to roll him out of there. And I just was so, I, I, I just love this so much because I was just like, wow. Cause for one thing, it's great table fire. Cause you know how many times the table fire is not good. It's just, you know, it kind of peters out quickly and they just don't have enough either lighter fluid on there or whatever. This thing to me, I was just like, wow, are, are you not sports entertained? This is the fuck buster. I'm going to take you to the top rope and put you through a flaming table. Cool. <laughs> I will say it is interesting that we don't have any winners here, I don't believe, tonight, uh, where anyone catches on fire. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's what I was throwing out. I just wanted to, an incredibly ridiculous uh, spot. I get hung up on the mall spots, Jason, because I just hate guys that just kind of are staggering like they're zombies together to wait for a guy to jump. That always kind of. <laughs> I thought you were just describing people at the mall. <laughs> the best part of Dead Rising. <laughs> just Right. Just people staggering and just don't really look like they know what they're doing. <laughs> but I'll tell you, man, like uh, when I'm thinking about, you know, if I was at the mall and I saw that, I'd be like, Man, that was pretty. That was pretty messed up. All right, where's the food court? Cool. Let's. <laughs> like it would be this moment of like, wow, that was something. You know, it would really catch your eye. So it 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 is it is undoubtedly entertaining. So I'll give you that on that one. And I mean, the brain buster on the apron speaks for itself. I mean, that's man, that's a that's like a jersey in the rafters kind of spot at this point in the young fledgling history of this Hall of Fame. <laughs> Are we retiring? Are we retiring money busters? Or are we retiring apron spots? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's an apron spot that's going to be just more devastating to watch than that. So yeah, that's why I think it's a strong contender. It's just, what other move could we possibly see on the ring? Like, could Vader do a moonsault on the ring apron if he was still alive? Like, it's just, <laughs> but they need to just have an apron only match. Yeah. You know, I, I, because it, it seems like they keep trying to figure out what other moves they could possibly do on the ring apron, you know? And and the, to see a brain buster, especially like that, I mean, I'm good. <laughs> you know, like this is, it's just awful at this point. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen uh, either of those two other things. So I can't, I can't say, cool. although that they both sound incredible. <laughs> but unfortunately, I, I just hadn't seen them. That's all. <clears throat> All right, so Jason, you sticking with yours? I am. Charlie's clearly sticking with his. I mean, we'll say that. I mean, they, that one got in. I will say it, it is in there, and I think it's even without the Are You Not Sports Entertained, it does. It's going to live on forever in this amazing Hall of Fame that will go on for years. That right. virtually exists thanks to you. <laughs> I mean, I can figure out. I, I have the 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 best solution um, to determine the winner. The last one of us to die from the coronavirus, their pick wins. So um, we'll have that. But the other two won't even know. That's what's <laughs> even better. I'm sorry, Charlie. You were right, but this one was already in. I'm well, going uh, with little twisting rock bottom. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I love you. It was the brain buster. <laughs> 
you know, you know, you know, sometimes God's got to brain buster your brother on the apron. You know, that's just the way it's going to go down. <laughs> that's just life. That's what life is. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, Charlie, your your concept of an all apron match. So would it be that they would cut out the inside part of the ring so you have an apron on each side of the row? Or what would I'm thinking it be like is a reverse battle royal where you just got to knock, beat the shell of your opponent and throw him into the ring, but not you can't touch the floor or the inside of the ring. So that's a variant. My idea is anytime you leave the ring apron, the ref's 10 count begins. <laughs> Now, are, get back are we, here. Now, which 10 count are we going to get? Are we going to get a normal 10 count or are we going to get an edge Randy Orton 10? You're slash getting the edge Randy Orton guy who counted to like 490. Yeah, you're <laughs> going to get that referee with the stupid haircut. Yeah, him. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> like to, where the count is so annoying, you have no choice but to just take the punishment on the ring apron because it's better than the punishment of having to hear that 10 count. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> and a half of a one percent <laughs> i love this right. little move that he did during the counts like when edge went down he went one and then it looked like he did he took like two steps forward and went with his hands looking like he was working out every time like two and then two steps forward move the arms go back like what are you moving forward for like do, do you have a better view of edge when you're like a foot closer to him you know well, all right. Let's just—they're both going in. All right, they're both—they're both going in. That's a Because <laughs> you know we take this thing seriously here, folks. We need to have clear-cut, definitive you winners. Know what? You know what? Throw a Uno Dos Trace in there as well. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that ass is Hall of Fame worthy. Throw it for Jopez going yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> it's she, and that's a white girl. <laughs> it makes it even better. Two hams through the barbershop window. Stat. Wasn't she wearing like leopard print pants? Yeah, yeah. It looked like Bronx boots, <laughs> leopard print, and just loud and obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully that shut her up. Okay. <clears throat> Well, that is uh, stunner. <laughs> that was the best luck spot Hall of Fame. So there it is. Yep. Happy, Happy five, five years, years, everyone. <laughs> Here's to another five, and hopefully we don't get canceled. <laughs> get canceled yeah. for our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel ourselves. We'll uh, have to start doing the fucking underdress again because Charlie's not allowed. And six feet of a microphone. Wait a minute, Charlie's calling in. Don't answer it. No. <laughs> the call's coming from inside the home. The call's coming from inside the podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you what I think about abortions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I well, never guys, went there. <laughs> I, I guess looking ahead, we wanted to, now it's now that we're past this, we need to do the Ron Simmons thing. So I'm hoping soon that we'll be able to pop that out in the coming weeks. Do a um, have a commentary for the match and then a little mini pod about his title win over Vader because that's a it's a big thing that's going to come in between this show and um, and Halloween Havoc, which is the next WCW pay per view. Unless there's a clash, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a clash in between there. Have to There's look always at a clash. Yeah, there probably is, but that's all right. But this is this is something that needs to be 
be, needs to be done. We'll go ahead and take care of that. There'll be some more perfect tens on the way. I know Jason's got one on deck. That's going to be really, really cool. That's going to be a really cool one to do. Yeah. Um, and if you're an underdressed listener, some of it may be familiar. So that'll be really cool. It'll be a cool callback to that. So in the meantime, you guys got anything else? Anything else before we close up shop? I think I've said enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's uh, just <laughs> have fun and take care. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's not a better way to end it than that. Take care of yourselves and each other. All right. So the podcast is on Facebook, New Blood Rising Podcast. We are on Twitter at New Blood Pod. I am at William Rankin 83. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. And I am at CM underscore stabs. Be nice. <laughs> and we'll see you all again soon. Kick out! Kick out, Cactus! Goodbye, my friend. That's the goodbye. Goodbye, Cactus. Thanks for the great memories, buddy. You're going to be missed, Cactus. Godspeed, McFoley. Foley.